0: I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them
1: better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I have to continue to get better at that.
0: You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have, that you
1: can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be, uh, a basketball player in general to have success. they like I do, but my game not
0: the same with it. I travel all about change
1: Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooters Touch Podcast. We appreciate you listening. We're so glad you're with us as we continue to try to grow this game of basketball one story at a time. If you could do us a huge favor, however you get your podcast, just jump over, drop a five-star rating. That'll help us out a ton. It allows other shooters to find us and puts us at the top of the list where we think and hopefully you think we belong. With that, let's get into today's episode. We bring on Jake Hilmer, formerly of North Lynn, now stud standout at Upper Iowa University. We had a lot of fun talking with him. He's got a ton of energy, great leader. Um, Going into uh, his first senior year, we break that down a little bit. Uh, He's excited. He's excited about a new opportunity for him and and for the Peacocks. And so we just kind of dive into all things hoops and growing up and even a little baseball. He played baseball for the three previous years at Upper Iowa, so we touch on that as well. We think you'll enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. As always, Shooters Shoot.
0: Jake Hilmer, welcome to the Shooters Touch.
2: Glad to be on. Thanks for having me.
1: Jake, we're excited to have you. We're uh, excited to learn a little bit more about you here tonight. Um, going into your senior year, we'll get to all that. But um, what was uh, what was off season like for you? You've been through a few now. Um, this college basketball thing is not new to you. Um, and so, what was different going into senior year off season, and ultimately, how was the summer for you?
2: Yeah, you know, it was a good summer. Obviously, the Division two. We we don't do a lot here on campus. Um, we're not allowed to do a lot of off-season workouts with that regard, so it's kind of on our own a little bit, and that's something I do like, you know, it's just to mix up your workouts and stuff. It's good to be here with, with the coaches and the team, but it is good to be in the gym kind of with myself, and, you know, I have my brother who's in his transition year to coming up Upper Iowa, so it was good to work out with him a lot, and, you know, living back at home, you know, I have my dad, obviously, who who's a basketball mind, so picking his brain with that stuff, but overall, it was really good offseason for me, nothing too atypical, it was pretty pretty standard and it's just been, it's been really good to get back though. I'm really excited for this year coming forward.
1: Although one thing is going to be a little bit different for those that don't know, um, not doing the double sports you for, for three years there at Upriway, you've been playing both baseball and basketball. And so uh, how's, how's that sitting here first uh, month or two into the school year?
2: <laughs> I, it was obviously a really hard decision with that. Um, you know, I've always, I love the baseball team here. I love the coaching staff and all that jazz. So um, to decide to just do, just do the basketball thing this year was a hard decision. It doesn't uh, hit me too hard right now where where I can really focus on basketball for this year, which I'm really excited about. Um, something I've really never done in my entire life is just be focusing on one sport. So definitely different in that regard. But come springtime, I'm probably going to miss being on the field a little bit. So those emotions will be different once those hit. But uh, for now, it's easy to put my mind on basketball and hopefully just think about this year.
1: Yeah, that's true. Once, uh, once spring comes around and pitchers and catchers start reporting and you have all that stuff, that's... Uh, that's when those feelings will start to change. Cause like you said, you got plenty going on, plenty on your mind right now, which um, where are we at? What's uh, what does it look like? You, I assume you guys are doing workouts, getting ready um, practices right around the corner. So how's the fall been already for you?
2: Yeah. Fall's good. Um, real, real different look team this year for the first time since I've been here. Um, we haven't had a lot of turnaround with our roster, but this year we have eight incoming freshmen transfer transfer guy that we think is going to help us a lot. So a lot of new faces. So a little bit different preseason in that regard um because we're still in our what we would call our preseason we're about four hours on the court four in the weight room a week right now um but come about a week and a half here is when we'll be full swing I think it's October 15th to date and then full full swing the rest of the way so we'll be excited we're ready to rock yeah so
1: obviously that senior role um you know comes a little bit different responsibility as far as team leader um and like you said with a little bit of a roster roster overhaul and some young guys coming in um how, what's that been like for you I know I know as a coach's kid and, and and just talking with you it's probably something that you naturally fall into that leadership role but um how's it been a little bit different taking some of those younger guys kind of under your wing
2: yeah like I said we, we've had the same team for so long and just we haven't had a lot of new faces where there's not a lot of learning to do um and I've always looked at myself as, as kind of a leader and being a point guard it's just like the quarterback of a football team you know you're gonna naturally kind of fall into that role but uh you know my first couple years here we haven't we haven't needed somebody to just be this big leader it's pretty self-accountable people where we didn't need need that guy to rah-rah guy or anything like that um and I don't think this year is any different though it's new faces it's a lot of guys who have the same goals same mindset same work ethics um the biggest thing for me if we're talking about leadership is just with those freshman guys who college basketball to transition not only on the court off the court checking in with them making sure everything's going good with them smoothly in that regard and you know obviously my brother's here too so maybe giving him a little extra mentoring maybe more than he even wants sometimes but uh it's been uh it's been good so far and like I said they've adjusted really well and uh I there's some guys in that group that are gonna be really really good
1: yeah that's exciting it's uh it can be difficult but new challenges also bring new opportunities and so it'll be interesting to see what you guys are able to do and you know what you're able to do and with a little bit different role and different team. And so definitely, definitely looking forward to that. But uh, let's, let's take a look back real quick. At last year, obviously you guys put together a really nice season. Um, 26 and six, I believe is what you guys ended up with. Um, you know, made the NCAA tournament and um, went on, went on a nice run. Um, you individually had a nice season as well. Um, what were some of the highlights? What were some of the things from last year, your junior season um, that really kind of stick out now that hopefully you've had an opportunity to reflect back on them a little bit?
2: Yeah, you know, it was a group of guys, like I said, that had been together for a few years. We've been really, really close to getting it done, making the NCAA tournament, winning it. Like, we've been really close before, and I think it was great, you know, that it's kind of that monkey on our back the whole year. We were kind of building up to this, what we thought was going to be our year, um, and in a lot of regards, it was. I think that was really good for me. I was really glad to see, like, Joe and Darius, you know, they've given a lot to this program. Um, you know, Joe's the second all-time leading scorer here. Darius is one of the only players ever hit 303s. Like, they have done so much. They deserve that moment so much that it was really good to see guys like that get it. Um, the biggest, you know, the, in a way, the whole season felt like a highlight. 26 and six. I mean, those aren't, that doesn't happen uh, easily. It takes a lot of things going your way, ball bouncing our way, which it felt like it finally did for us. Um, but probably, probably my highlight, if I had to pick one moment, was when we won that game in the NCAA tournament, just just the look in the guys' faces, the coaching staff. Everybody involved really deserved that. You know, I have nothing but good things about Coach McCown all the way down the rest of the staff. And that was his first NCA win as a coach, um, so it was good to be a part of of that moment for him and and for the guys. Um, just yeah, it was really try to just enjoy it all. You know, when it's happening, you you feel kind of the pressure. Every game's such a big deal. It was it was hard to like you got to take steps back and really reflect on it as it's going as long as well and really enjoy those moments. And I think we did a good job of that as a group.
1: And so that win was uh, over central Oklahoma. And it looks like you guys pretty much took care of business. 9- 91-74 uh, victory. Did it Did it ever feel like it was that stretched out? Or were you a little bit on pins and needles the entire time? Like, hey, this thing isn't over until the horn sounds.
2: I've seen enough basketball in my day to know that until the horn sounds. It's, it's hard for me to really enjoy it. Um it, it it felt like a game that we were in control of most of the way. Um, it was back and forth early, but we got that lead towards the end of that first half and, and we kind of controlled the tempo. And, you know, like you said, when the teams are that good, when there's 64 teams left, it's, it's the best of the best and it, nothing to question until that last horn. Um, but I will say once, once the last horn hit it, it finally, yeah, sunk in a little bit.
1: <laughs> Which is great. And like you said, that's always, always um, a good feeling when you have a group of guys and wish that you've, Battled and competed with uh, in that moment. Obviously, uh, looking to the next game, we'll get there in a minute. It changes a little bit, but at that in that moment, it's got to feel really great. And and so then the second uh, game in the tournament, you run into a familiar opponent. Um, Augustana, obviously, is uh, in what would essentially be a home game for those guys in the, in the second round, Uh, ran into a little bit of bust. So I know you split with them during the year. Um, They got you guys once you beat them once. And so a little bit of a dog fight um, going back and forth with those guys. 60, 65 came up on the short end of that one. Um, But what do you, what do you remember going through that game? Some of the challenges and some of the highs and lows with that?
2: Yeah. You know, that was, Playing Augustana in the second round—that's something that only happens in the Division two tournament. Uh, that was two top 20 teams playing in the second round. It's a regionalized tournament, and you know we're playing on their court. They're the one seed, so they get the host through. Um, so there's there's challenges before you even step on the court. You know it's going to be a road game. You know it's a familiar opponent, um, and I would I would say that's a little bit of a rivalry as well. It's turned into that at least the last few years with both programs being pretty successful. Um, you know, obviously. You never want to lose as a competitor. Um, you never want those years to end. But I it, to end against a team like that, it, it's easy to tip your caps. It's easy to root for them moving forward. Um, and I, I think a lot of our guys in the locker room still remember that game. They'll, they'll they'll be using that as fuel, and hopefully that can be something that can spark us into some bigger and better things even come this year.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think too, just you know, looking through the schedule and the league um, and the competition which you guys played all year. Uh, you know, like you said, playing Augustana for three times, um, obviously, and Truman State, um, Minnesota, Duluth. I mean, you guys had a couple, you know, ranked opponents that you're seeing uh, twice a year and and what most of them you're splitting with. And so it's high caliber, high level basketball. Um, And like I said, you were, you, you individually had a, had a, a wonderful season continuing to improve your game um what's the what's this latest stat that uh i see getting pushed out all over twitter the only the only player in the country with 16 plus points a game and shooting 91 percent from the free throw line is that or over 90 or what's the, what's this what's
2: the stat I, I think you hit it on the screws there uh thanks to the <laughs> analytics team at upper iowa for for, digging for that one i guess that was like a espn special tuesday night stat or something like that but it That's was great. uh yeah you know individually it was, it was a good year i i the biggest moment turning point for me individually this year was when Jarese Williams got hurt. Um, leading score goes down middle of the season. He's out for three or four weeks. And I knew that was a big spot for me to either, you know, this is where I can either show that I'm capable of being, you know, one of the best guys on the team that can be this good or we're going to find out that I'm not. And I, I just try to take it. I tried not to make the moment too big. Um, and a lot of other guys stepped up as well, which, which really helped obviously. But that was kind of the turning point for me as an individual where I knew, you know, I can be, I can be as good as anybody I think in this league. I think I'm as good as I, as I think I am. And it was just time to kind of show people that.
0: Hey, so looking at uh, all your stats from, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior year, um, it seems like, you know, that growth has always been there. Um, what, what did the coaching staff and you, you know, what were those conversations like over the summer? You know, hey, what, what, what do you need to improve on to make us better this, this upcoming season?
2: I think a lot of people from the outside look at it and they think, man, we upper Iowa loss, these scores, like Jake's going to have to score. I honestly is not the feel I get in this preseason. I don't think I have to be anything other than what I've been my whole career here. Um, I think we have four or five guys on the floor at all times that are very capable of scores. And I think my biggest role will be just making sure I'm distributing, um, making sure that getting guys in the right positions to score and, and to be successful. Um, again, like we lose a lot of scoring, but there's guys, who are capable scorers that didn't have to last year. And I don't think a lot of people on the outside really realize that. So for me, nothing really honestly changes drastically. Um, I pretty much just have to be who I've been. Um, and basically for me, I just got to take care of the ball. If, I, if I'm turning over less than two times a night, if I'm giving the ball to the guy, the right guy, six, seven times a night for an assist, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to be in the win column a lot. So that, that's the way I have to, that's the mentality I have going in.
1: Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, obviously that's a, a big, a big part for you to, you know, again, going back to that senior leadership, making everyone else around you better, um, you know, whether that is scoring the basketball, whether that's distributing, um, which, by the way, I think you led the team last year in assists, too. So pass the basketball a little bit, Whether that's going, you know, drawing the, the toughest assignment on defense or getting rebounds, uh, whatever it takes, uh, obviously, is the, is the goal here. So shooting on uh, shoot 91 percent from the free throw line. What's uh, what's the routine at the at the line when you get the ball? What uh, what do we do when we step up?
2: Yeah. And nothing special Two two simple dribbles, a deep breath in the shot. I, it's weird. You know, I, I hope I can do it again this year. I'm not saying I'm not going to, but ha, my whole career, I've been in 82 to 86, nothing crazy. And then last year I got off to a pretty good start. And now, now Joel's tweeting out the numbers and I'm like, just trying not to get bummed <laughs> up about it. Just trying to kind of, I think I missed a few in practice the other day. I'm like, that's a Joel jinx because I hadn't missed them in forever. And then he tweets out that stat. So hopefully I can just
1: get back on track with that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you will. I mean, that's something, uh, it's like riding a bike, right? You just get up there, clear head and, um, step up, knock them down. And so you got your routine. So that sounds good. Well, that's, uh, no, that's exciting that, uh, that was a good year for you guys and you individually. I'm being anxious to kind of see, to see how everything comes together for you this winter
0: yeah so let's uh let's turn the hands of time back here a little bit uh let us know where'd you grow up um how was uh how was the neighborhood you know what were games like in the neighborhood and then you know we can obviously jump into a little bit more about you know some of the of the sports you played there too
2: yeah so i grew up walker iowa parents still live there uh small town kid at heart absolutely loved it um Dad being a coach, you know, there's obviously opportunities throughout where where people thought maybe they're going to go to a bigger school for, you know, him or for me. And we just loved it there so much. There there was no doubt in our mind we wanted to stay, Um, you know, grew up, went to Northland. Um, Like I said, being a Walker kid, I I didn't have to shoot at the park or anything. My dad had to keep to the gym. So I grew up going to his practices, you know, after school and, you know, going to all the games. Listen to all the locker room talks, all the halftime talks. Um, so basketball's always been been in me, in my blood. Um, going to Northland, I I did obviously we talked about baseball earlier. So played baseball, ran a little track. Um, so did three sports there. Another thing I'm really fortunate to do at a small school, and, and was glad to do. Um, and yeah, so it, now now in Upper Iowa, still kind of a small town thing. So <laughs> kind of stuck to my roots with that decision.
0: It makes sense. It makes sense. So. Um, I guess really all through elementary, maybe middle school too. So, so only, uh, I guess we're only playing three sports or is there another one in there too? I mean, obviously me and Brian are both from small towns, so we're, you know, three, four sport athletes back in the day too. But, um, what did that look like for you?
2: Yeah, I would say, you know, high school sports, I was a three sport athlete, but, um, it, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I, I mean, I love the ping pong. I love the pool. So like pretty much, I would just say, I'm just a competitor. I wouldn't say I'm a, any number of sport athletes. I'm just always thought of myself as a competitor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, golf, golf for the hobby. But I wouldn't do that competitively. I only do the ones competitively that I'm good at. So I do
0: that. That's a that's a, a that's a veteran move right there. So yes, you're it. wise beyond your age, there, Jake. For sure. <laughs> um, I guess you mentioned it a couple times. You know, the basketball and baseball were probably the main focus. You know, and you know, I've been there too. Where <clears throat> want to run a little track, maybe just to stay in shape for one of those sports um, as well. Uh, when did it finally come down to it? You know, were you like, hey, you know, this. But uh, you know, my mind's on baseball, my mind's on basketball. Uh, uh, was that in middle school or a little bit earlier um, in your age?
2: Yeah, like like when I growing up, baseball like was my thing. I just I watched the Twins game every day with my dad, had the pitch back. You know, he didn't have to work in the summer. So being a teacher. So we're outside playing baseball all day. That was just a sport I gravitated to first. And uh, like I'm second grade, I can name every MLB team starting lineup. Like I, I was locked in. Like I, baseball, baseball, baseball. And I think the biggest shift was I was like in sixth grade. You know, I'm playing a, on a smaller AAU team, and I actually end up playing with for Kenyon Murray with with the Murray twins. And then I'm playing with them, and I I kind of get this feeling like, man, maybe like maybe basketball is my thing. Like I enjoy basketball. Like it, could this be like my sport? um and then I just remember that was that was kind of the turning point you know I just kind of had this thing where I was like man I think this is this is where I can make it this is where I can be you know maybe my ceiling's higher that's what I thought at the time who knows if I was right or wrong and it shifted to, to basketball from there but honestly you know like I said I, I played it all the way through I come to college I'm doing both for three years like I I was baseball and basketball that's who I was I wasn't a basketball player I wasn't a baseball player I was both and um I think a lot of people identified me as both I didn't th- people saw me they wouldn't be like hell, he's a basketball player he's a baseball player he's like He's the guy that plays basketball and baseball. That's just who he's always who I am, always who I've been. So um, until this year is the first time I could really be like, well, oh, I'm a basketball player. Like, I, I really have never been able to say that.
0: Right. When did, uh, uh, did AU start for you, AU basketball?
2: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think back. You know, Northland, we were doing some stuff. We were traveling to smaller tournaments and stuff as early as I can remember in mm-hmm. second grade. And then I started playing on, like, some club more level teams, like fourth, fifth grade. Eventually made the switch to a, a better club team in about sixth grade. I think it was like two years later I joined the Barnstormers to finish out with them. So um, I, it's kind of been my whole life. I remember <laughs> I played a couple of grades up with the North lane guys for a while. I remember Salvation Army leagues with those guys, a couple of grades older than me. So as long as I can remember, I've kind of had that ball in my hands. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. What I yeah. How did that,
0: how did that work with baseball? Cause I know, you know, even, even way back when, when I did that, it was, it was, I mean, super tough to, you know schedule around baseball and you know a lot of the coaches even at that time were like hey if you're not gonna play every every game we're not you know you're not gonna be on the team um mm-hmm. how did how how that work out in the summertime
2: well I was really lucky that my high school coaches were commutative with me and willing to bend it up a little bit so I could make it happen um mm-hmm. same with my AU coaches I guess because I did have to miss stuff um the biggest live periods when I was in high school and that's all changed now but the biggest live periods there's two weekends in April and there was three weekends in July, and that's when the coaches could watch you play, and that's when you needed to be there because they can't—they can't know you're good if they didn't watch. You know, they're not—they don't see a play, they can't know how good you are. So my track coach was really flexible with me during track season, so I could hit both those. But when July hits, it's not just regular baseball games. This is like postseason baseball stuff, so I couldn't really miss. Like I couldn't really drive to the games because the barnstormers are playing in Georgia, they're in California, they're in New York. It's not like I can just drive up the street and play. Uh, so I missed a lot of my July live periods. I, I wasn't in front of the coaches in July very often, maybe one week in a year if I was lucky, but we were having our runs in baseball where it just didn't work out. And I, I mean, it, it was kind of a win-win situation. So I viewed it not as a lose-lose, like either we're going to be playing some really meaningful baseball games with the Northland guys, or I'm going to get to play some really important AAU basketball games. I try to look at what I did get to do and not what I didn't get to do, um, but it was a hard, a hard thing to balance.
0: Right. And that's cool. I mean, you know, there are, obviously plenty of athletes younger kids who are or um, you know coaches make them make a decision um, and it sounds like you actually got pretty lucky with with a couple coaches that you know wanted to wanted the best you know the best in your regard that hey if, if it's baseball it's baseball if it's basketball it's basketball um and yeah that the whole you know aau teams playing everywhere in the nation these days i mean I did the same thing, but, you know, we're driving to Kansas City at night. We're driving maybe maybe 10 or 12 hours somewhere, but yeah, driving to Georgia is a little bit different story um, in that space, in that, uh, uh, with the AAU space right now, for sure. Um, well, you know, we can uh, ha- hammer down on all the, all these high school stats, but, you know, um, it looks like freshman year, um, you know, got a third in the state, same as sophomore, junior year got second, um, and finally senior year, um, you guys obviously pushed through to that state championship. Um, that game, that game, uh, that game specifically, that run specifically. How did that feel? You know, kind of coming up short those first three years. Do you recall? Uh, you know exactly how that felt after that that horn went off, and you know, you're a you a, um, a state champion.
2: Yeah, it's it was interesting. Um... I always emotionally prepare myself for the best in those regards. I never thought we were going to lose every year going down there. It was like, we're going to win three games. We're going to come home champs and it's going to be awesome. And so the first couple of years, you know, with that not happening, these emotions hit you quick that you weren't really expecting that last year. Like I said, I'm, I'm preparing for these high emotions. And then when it hits, it's just completely different feeling than I would have ever thought. So um, that group was, was a special group for a lot of reasons. Um, a lot of dudes who were very selfless, um a lot of dudes who who really had each other's best interest in mind uh, got along great off the court. A lot of people going into that year didn't didn't pin us as winning. The years before they're like, yeah, this team this team could win it, but we went from one a to two a in that year, you know, so we made the jump up a class. We had lost our leading scorer in Ryan Miller, who's actually playing for Augustana this year. I won't forgive him for that. Um, and so there are a lot of people like, well, they missed their year. And the whole time I was kind of thinking, like, You know, how I am, I'm like, we still got a group that can do it. Like, what are the people talking about? Um, But there was was hurdles that year. There was was a couple times, you know, there was a game, second round of districts where we were down at half, and you're looking across at each other like, is this it? Like, are we going to do it? Are we going to be able to glue this all together? And we just did. The ball bounced our way just enough that year. I remember we had a really tough semifinal game where some guys had some big shots. And then uh, that last game, Trevor Bogey made magic happen in the third quarter. I think he had 14 points. and. He's a Northland legend forever for it. So, um, just really happy for that group and uh, feelings and emotions that uh, stick with me for sure, just because of all the side stories that came with it.
1: So did you guys have to make the jump up to 2A because you're tired of getting beat in 1A? Or what was the deal? Honestly, with? That, yeah,
2: that's not the first time <laughs> I've heard that. I'll uh, okay. All I'll say is I was glad we were two A. Now knowing looking back, I'm glad we were two A that year. It worked out just fine.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So that's so that's my next question then. Uh, who do you who do you have the most uh, hate's a strong word, so the most dislike for? Uh, Gladbrook grindback? uh grand uh grandview christian or augustana which one of these three are we not like right
2: recency bias he will stick with augustana and the vikings for sure uh i can't i can't hit gladbrook Rhinebeck played with joe the last three years all that can be mended he's fine uh grandview christian that one still stings quite a bit but we'll go with augustana just to do the recency bias there you
1: go no i like that i was going back looking through and it's like man because you know, your freshman year, sophomore year, obviously got beat, got bounced by uh, Gladbrook uh in the semis there, and then the championship lost to um, Grandview Christian, and then obviously Grandview Christian ran it back and won the 1A that year that you guys won um, 2A, and so uh, pretty crazy. I mean, as you as you look through and kind of look back, uh, they all kind of become a blur. So I got to go back and refresh myself, but you look back. Um, at some of those runs and those teams there was a lot of high level basketball um and obviously your senior year then too you were work or co-mister basketball um which is quite the honor with um dj carton uh who's currently got a g-league contract so that uh bodes well uh for you two guys uh have an opportunity to share mr basketball your senior year and so um, obviously had a ton of success, ton of team success. Um, you know, your guys' style, but ultimately the the probably the most pressing question is what's it like to play for your dad?
2: Yeah, I've obviously answered that question quite a bit over the years. Haven't had to answer as much the last few, not not playing for him anymore. But um he's he's just always been my coach. Like he's always been my dad, he's always been my coach, and that's just always how I've that's how I remembered as, as long as I can remember, that's how it's been. Um, the biggest thing that that he was great about, we could drop what we needed to drop at the court. If if there was a confrontation, if there was button heads, we could leave that at the court. And I know not all father and sons can do that. We could. We could talk basketball at home, but we didn't need to. But we could. And that was good. And it was nice to have him. You know, I'm a basketball mind. He's a basketball mind. It was easy to bounce ideas with him. Um, I would just say I was pretty lucky to have that opportunity. Um, not a lot of people get that opportunity. And for us to be able to do it and have the t- success we did um really to share each other's successes that was just really cool something I'll always be thankful for um you know talked about that state championship game first checking out 20 seconds left on the clock you know the game's in line big hug from him I mean that's a moment that's just going to stick with me probably forever um and I know it'll stick with with him too so um I've just been really lucky to, to get to play for him to have him as my dad uh the sacrifices him and my mom has made for me uh no amount of thank yous or gratitude can really give him enough so um, I've just been
1: really lucky. No, that's great. And also a unique opportunity to play with your brother um, uh, as well. And obviously another opportunity to come in here this year. And so uh, what has that experience been like? Uh, you know, obviously a couple of years younger than you. So it's not like uh, you know you guys are right there competing for for spots or time. But uh, how, how how's it been being able to kind of mentor and help and ultimately watch your watch your brother succeed as well?
2: Yeah, you know, it's been great to have him back. I, I wouldn't say that we're not competing because I think he thinks he's competing for a spot over me right now. Um <laughs> asked him, he probably wouldn't, wouldn't lay down that one yet. But um, it's been awesome. Playing with him back then, some of my favorite seasons. We're kind of two and one. We're one and the same. I mean, everybody, since he's been here, we're constantly, oh, you guys walk alike. You talk alike. And you're like, yeah, we're brothers. Like, that's how that works. Like, like this, isn't, this isn't some crazy thing. Like, we're brothers. We have the same mom and dad. So, yeah, that's kind of why we're the same. So we're maybe a little worn out with those questions or with those uh, comments that we're getting around campus lately. But uh, yeah, super lucky to have him here. Um, I love that I get to mentor him. I, he probably, again, he probably thinks I'm doing too much mentoring myself, but I'm trying to let him kind of do his own thing, kind of learn on his own good or bad, whatever. And on the court, off the court, like let him have his experience. I don't want to try to get in the way of any of that. Um, but you know, we've had a we were roommates in high school. We shared a room. We had bunk beds, we, the whole nine yards. Like, like so him being him having him back here, it's gonna be be in the same place and, and be able to share some more moments with him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. it'll it'll go fast and you'll think uh, back fondly, no matter how it goes, uh, of your guys' time together, an opportunity to to grow and compete. And so I cherish that um, for sure. So once you, um, so we talked a little bit with with the AEU, but um, what was, what was recruitment like for you? Uh, You know, you mentioned that you kind of missed out on some of the windows or some of the opportunities because of baseball. Um, Then, and you also mentioned that, you know, you were never thought of yourself as a basketball player, you were a baseball and basketball player. So when you started kind of seriously thinking about what was next after high school, were you considering only schools in which that you could play both? Or what what did recruitment look like for you?
2: I never thought I was gonna play both. I I just I didn't think that was a thing. I didn't think somebody would want me. I didn't think that was possible. So like my mind was never I was gonna do both really until the opportunity started to come my way with that. Um yeah, like you said, I didn't think of myself as a baseball player, I didn't think of myself as a basketball player. Early on in my high school career, eighth, ninth grade, you know, am I'm, I'm playing baseball, I'm having some success, schools are starting to reach out. And what I learned quickly was that a baseball scholarship isn't gonna quite cover as much as a basketball scholarship is gonna. So for me, you know, my parents had made sacrifice after sacrifice, taking me, spending dollar after dollar, sending me all over the country for these opportunities, for these scholarship opportunities. And my biggest thing was like, I think I owe it to myself. I think I owe it to them to, you know, get this. I know how they are. If I'm paying for school, they're gonna to try to help me. Like I was like, I'm paying them back by getting my school paid for. So that kind of became a priority to me. Um, and that's when I kind of was like, you know, I think I'm gonna play college basketball, but I never really, I never told a baseball school, Hey, I'm not playing baseball. I'm a basketball player. I was open to everything. Like I was listening to everybody. I didn't want to jump to a decision. I didn't want to miss out on opportunities. Cause I was closing one side off. Um, and upper Iowa, they offered me first in basketball. And, you know, as, as that recruitment kind of progressed, all of a sudden the baseball coaches hit my line he's like, Hey, maybe we can do both. And then there was a turnover in coaches, uh, a baseball coach he was like yeah we might be able to do it new guy gets hired coach issue who's still here and he's like helmer let's do this like we can do this we're gonna pull it off I'll, we'll do what it takes and i just i believed him I was, I was sitting in his office on a recruiting visit and i just i believed everything he was telling me and he wasn't lying man i know that now like he gave me three great years of being able to do both and i don't think anywhere else in the country i would have been able to do it not as smoothly and as as calm as it's been mccown worked with him well he worked with mccown and i I've used the word lucky, blessed a lot. Like, I was really lucky again in this scenario.
1: Yeah, that's uh, – no, that's super neat. So, that in high school, were you mostly a pitcher? Or what, what is baseball? What positions were, were we uh, finding most of our time at?
2: Pitching was, was where I was as much as I could be. Um, and then when I wasn't pitching, I was playing shortstop. And, we like, small-town kid, you know, you don't have pitcher only. You don't have everybody yeah. pitching, and then they're playing the field. So, um, yeah, when we, had, we had a good baseball team, so it was really fun um but yeah and then coming into college is the same the mindset coming into here was like I don't know how it'll work I don't know how often I'll be able to get the baseball stuff like but at a minimum I can throw bullpens I can be ready to pitch that's that was the plan like and then obviously the labrum happens and so I'm focusing more on position stuff and that just kind of that just kind of happened but the plan was like pitching was going to happen for sure the on the field stuff was kind of going to be bonus and that's just how it worked out interestingly enough
1: who'd uh who would you say you emulate your baseball game after
2: mm, i pre pre-torn labrum um you no know, shortstop stuff i like like the hobby bias like just smooth kind of makes every once in a while there's like that wild play that's that's the comparison i would make there at the plate it's gonna be a weird one but i'm gonna go with like just like Ichiro. you know i i bun it a lot i had i drag bun it all the time like I thought when I got to college, that'd, that'd be done, but if the third base was going to play behind the bag, I just bunt it, and you know, I had enough speed where I could get it, three hits when I could get them. So uh, player I just kind of kind of let what came to me come, and I didn't, didn't try to do too much too often. just had to play this kind of simple swing contact guy who just tried to find holes.
1: That's good. That's a, that's a good combination there. Then so yeah. post post labor, I know you played second base, or we this Chuck Knoblock then, or what's going on here?
2: Hopefully not, hopefully not late <laughs> career, Chuck Knobloch. But may, I think you should tell you at times maybe I was. Uh, no, it, it, second base, yeah, I've, I've, never, I've never played second base in my life. And, I mean, credit to the, the coaching staff for, for getting creative and, and us figuring that out. But, yeah, playing, if you were told me I was going to start at second base the last two years for the Peacocks, I, coming in, I'd have been like, I don't, I don't think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to be pitching and all this other jazz. But, like I said, that's just how the story rode up. And I had fun doing it. It was a blast.
1: No, that's great. That's good. Um, so going all the way back, once you, once you got on campus, so you chose Upper Iowa, um, what do you remember about that freshman year and a little bit of that transition? Um, what, what maybe hit you first and or the hardest when you got on campus? Was it was it the school life and the class and everything that comes with that, do you, being on your own, figuring all that stuff out? Was it the basketball requirements? Was it the f- baseball requirements? What do you remember about that freshman year and in, in that freshman fall uh, coming on campus and the transition that you had to make?
2: Well, doing both. The fall is probably the craziest time um, because I am. I was going to both practices pretty much every day. I was lifting every day. You know, I, I still had the classroom side of it. Um, the biggest adjustment, though was just me being on my own. I was I would say I was a little bit coddled at home. My mom did a lot for me. she I'm definitely a mama's boy, so adjusting to not having her, having to make my own food sometimes, having to do my laundry, that was uh, some new experiences for me. So that was probably the biggest biggest shock. But basketball wise too, I mean the speed of the game uh, is a lot different. We had played fast in high school, but now everybody plays fast and everybody is bigger. everybody's stronger, smarter, they prepare for you. And I struggled. I had a really good preseason. Um, got the starting point guard job. It was Everything was looking great. I struggled first four games like, like bad. I went scoreless, I think, once or twice. Uh, I was turning it over. And I was, I was super, super thankful that Coach McCown stuck to his guns, stayed believing in me because that helped me believe in myself. I, it's easy when the coach you know writes you off for you to put your head down and you not to believe in yourself. But the whole time through it all, he was just helping me. Hey, this is what you're doing wrong. This is what you're still doing right. You're gonna get this thing right, and it turned into a really successful year after that. And I can credit him for staying patient and kind of sticking to his guns, almost like I'm making the right decision, putting this kid out here. He's ready. Just watch, because um, there's probably some people that are questioning why I was jogging out there. Maybe that fifth game of the season in the starting lineup. <laughs> I was. It was not a pretty first four games.
1: How uh, you know? I know you're a pretty fit guy, but how big of a difference do you think that the like the strength side of things you know I know you're quick I know you're fast you got that burst but uh how big a difference do you think that the kind of the hands-on the strength the those types of things those first four games maybe maybe kind of set you back uh now looking back on it
2: yeah you know I don't I don't really never really thought about that that much but it definitely the speed and the physicality was a lot different I think especially as a freshman the biggest thing that I wasn't doing that I do now is I couldn't get the free throw line I didn't know how to use my body to get to the free throw line. There was certain, in high school it's a lot softer game. You know, I could play, I could throw my arms around. I'd get a foul call a lot. I'm running out there as a 165 pound freshman. Refs weren't buying that I was getting bumped. They just thought I was weak and I probably was. Um, so over from like, that's the biggest thing you watching me from a freshman year to who I am now. I know how to use my body. I know how to sell it a little bit more better where I can get to the line where I could get my free ones which helps me get everything else kind of going. Um, and that was not happening. Much at the beginning of that year, even throughout the rest of the year, that was like the biggest adjustment or improvement that I don't think people really realize from year one to where I'm at now.
1: Yeah, I think that's for, that's for anybody. I mean, the very few freshmen come in and are strong enough to play at any college level. Um, you know, you got to do something super freakish to be able to to find minutes in that freshman year, because there's just so much strength that needs to be developed. And, and like you said, if, even if you adjust to the speed, you're not ready for the strength, or if you have the strength, you don't have the speed or the footwork or you, you name it. And so it's always tough as you come in you obviously have an opportunity um, like you said maybe struggle to start with but you know put together a, a really nice year in your freshman year and just built and and grown um, from there. As your time at Upper Iowa um, so I asked about the baseball I'm gonna ask basketball too who do you uh, who do you think your game emulates or kind of compares to the most
2: I, I think I'm gonna go with Steve Nash I like that answer um, maybe dribble it a little too much sometimes maybe sometimes it's a little too flashy but at the end of the day, usually you're putting guys in good situations to score, capable scores, but not like first thing you're gonna say is, oh, this dude can splat out score. It's kind of like a secondary thing, um, kind of like IQ, fit the puzzle piece of being like the coach's kid type thing. And we're both tiny little guys running around there. So I guess I guess that's the same comparison as well.
1: So can i give you my take on a little bit. I uh, so I haven't seen live action, I've just seen clips and videos of you playing. Um, I see a little Chauncey Billups in there. It feels. Yeah, like a I, like, I like
2: that one. That's a champ. I like yep. being to the champ. So that, that works better than the Steve Nash one. So that's
1: perfect. Uh, I say, I see a little Chauncey because, well, especially to watching last year being able to absorb some contact, hit a little pull up, go between legs yeah. pull up. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely felt like a little big shot, um, <laughs> in there. And so, uh, so which yeah, I mean, I think, I think you'll take that.
2: I'll take uh, that one. I'll take that one. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so what's next? So as, as we look, uh, as we look towards this season, um, I know we talked about it a little bit in the intro, but, uh, you know, what see, it's, it's the, it's the last ride for you. It's your senior year. Um, you know, when everything is said and done and we bring you back on the shooter's touch to talk about your career and, um, how you're, you know, trying to, to do whatever comes next. What, what are you going to reflect on hopefully this senior year and, and, and really kind of cherish?
2: Yeah, you know, with COVID, this is my first last year, so I mean, no, kind of my, life, but, yeah, you know, right. whatever. We'll, we'll see. Right. We'll see with all that, but <laughs> as you know, every year going in, I don't want to oversell us. I don't want to undersell us. I kind of want to just let whatever we do make talk and happen. Um, let you decide for yourselves who we are. I like the group of guys we got going. Um, I personally, I think we're capable of, of a lot of things, but um, it's it's going to be pretty soon. It's going to be time to just show it and not talk about it. Um, and I think, you know, with, with the group we got coaching staff, we have, we're good enough to be anybody in the country on any given day. I really believe that, um, it goes the same way the other way around, but hopefully, you know, when I do look back one year from now, two years from now, whenever it ends, um, I hope, I hope that I did make other people better. I hope people enjoyed playing with me. I hope the coaches enjoyed coaching me. Um, cause I know I've enjoyed playing with those guys. I know I've enjoyed playing for coach McCallum. So hopefully those feelings are reciprocated both ways. Um, and then I think I can sleep good at night with that.
0: Well, a few times I've gotten to watch you, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, last season in particular, uh, it's really fun to watch you guys run up that court and, um, you know, score all those points that you've scored. But I guess, speaking of that, um, what does you're, you're walking into the gym, uh, to do a shooting workout. What does that shooting workout look like?
2: I used to be a big gun guy, always on the gun. Um, coach McCown doesn't let us put, put the good balls in the gun, which I like you working out with the good balls. So um i've turned into working out the ga guy pretty much my routine right now i walk in he rebounds i get loose usually get about you know 50 to 100 threes around the arc i work on the pull up i work on the finishing i just i just like to have the ball in my hands it's nothing it's nothing crazy i don't have a ton of pads out and the cones all over the place it's pretty simple basic basic work you know the way i play the biggest thing is i gotta be in shape and my handle's got to be crisp and if the rest of it kind of comes with that the shot's feeling good i just need to hit shots when i'm open so I don't have this crazy workout routine where I leave the gym and I'm bleeding and there's bruises on me because I've got some <laughs> me with a pad and all that. It's a pretty basic, basic workout, just kind of feeling myself out, feeling everything feeling smoothly. Um, and as as struggles come up, then then I adjust and, and make it to something else. But right now it's pretty casual in there.
1: Yeah. Have you that's made, my bad thing. Have you made any of these freshmen come and do this workout with you? Say, hey, you're coming and shoot with me.
2: They they've done a good job of of not having somebody have to tell them to be in the gym. Good, <laughs> um i think part of that comes along with being college basketball and, and being a, a program that's been successful they know they're gonna have to do that if they want to be a part of that um i will say my brother he's coming with me a lot more so i don't know if he was sick of hearing me chirping his ear or what but all of a sudden he's kind of going at a different time with other guys and he's not shooting with me so i don't know it might be something personal there i'm trying to avoid that conversation i'm sure i could tell him
0: that's good yeah but uh you know a casual workout you know the the um you know, same thing every day. Isn't a bad thing, especially if it's working. Um, yeah. one, one question about your coach actually. Um, so playing with Brooks, it was incredible how many times he'd get into lane shot fake and the big guy would jump in the air and he'd jump right into him. And then it'd, it'd be a couple free throws. Has he taught you that yet?
2: It's not something like specific that he's like, Like showed me that is one thing I'm that's something I was kind of good at. I am good at drawing fouls. I am good at using my body. Um, so I think we kind of share that similarly. The thing about his game that I always hear about that he hasn't taught me yet is like just dribbling up the court and firing it from forty-five. I'm still waiting for him to just. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I better not give him too much fly because the he is the kind of coach, and and I think I've heard him say this, or maybe some other coaches say this about him, but he allows his players to have scout team confidence. Like, Mm -hmm. there's not a shot that you take or you're not hesitant to take shots when you're playing for them. And that's why we're so good, and I truly believe that. My mindset, I can play freely. I can – maybe on paper it looks like a bad shot, but he if he knows you're capable of hitting it, he doesn't care if you're shooting it. And there's obviously conversations sometimes where it's like, this is not what we're looking for, this is what we're looking for. But his players play with so much confidence. I'm sure you see it when you watch. His players, one through ten, whoever gets in the game, plays confidently, and that's because of him. And that's one of like the best compliments I can give a coach is that you instill confidence in your own guys, just almost unwilling, untryingly, just, it, it just happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I completely agree. You know, I've talked, I've had conversations with him several times about that. Um, and that, that doesn't still that confidence that you mentioned, you know, without even really trying. Um, yeah. And another thing too, if, if he ever tells you to shoot a bad shot, I mean, just, just try to find tape because I know he shot a worse shot than that. <laughs> I've heard. There's, there's no, heard there's no doubt about it. <laughs> Mm. Uh well hey um it's been great uh it's been great to learn a little bit more about your background, Jake, and uh, you know hear a little bit more about the future as well. But um we like to end our end our podcast episodes with a little section called Rapid Fire where Brian will ask you a couple questions, some about hoops, maybe some about baseball, and uh you just tell us what comes to top of your head.
2: Let's do it.
1: All right, first one here. Uh favorite visiting gym or arena you've had the opportunity to play in. Mm.
2: I'm gonna go with Northern State. Um out there in Aberdeen, it is a big arena. They've led the country in attendance for like 15 straight years. We got the, I will say, the the fortunate draw of playing on their Hawaiian night this year. Um, it was one of the more crazy atmospheres I've been a part of. Almost unbelievable in some aspects. I mean, they are literally on the court. Like, they are one inch from the court. I have never airballed a shot in warmups until there, and I, I assure you they were letting me hear about it. And it was a lot of bad memories from that night, other than the fact that it was a really cool experience. And um, I live to play in the atmosphere there. I think that's awesome. So That's um, great. Pretty lucky to get to do it. Nice.
1: That's a good one. What's, uh, what's the Pentagon like? Do how, how, You enjoy playing out there?
2: I like the Pentagon. We don't shoot it as great at the Pentagon as I want us to shoot it. So that's my only beef with the Pentagon. I don't think a lot of teams shoot it well there. It's very open. It's kind of a weird feel. You know, the brown bleachers, with the openness behind um, but we've got to play it a lot. We've had some good years and it's always fun when we're down there. Cause you know, you're playing a meaningful game. Uh, I like it better when I'm not playing all game; it's a, a road game. I like it when it's a neutral site game and I like it when we end it with a win. That's my favorite part. About that.
1: There you go. Absolutely. And did you guys play at Creighton last year?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we oh. did. We opened up with the exhibition there. Um, obviously the McDermott McCown connection there. Uh, cool, cool experience. Uh, played them pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, very tough actually you take a stretch from about five minutes left in the first half to about the first five minutes into the second half you take that 10 minutes out and I think we only lost by about four points um unfortunately they do play it's 40 minute game and they counted all those buckets in the screen, and <laughs> they, they beat, us, beat us pretty handily but um another just something that you just as a kid you, you know get some of these cool experiences that was one of them
1: yeah and you played the year before at the nap too right well what do you think of the nap center
2: Nap center was good too. Again, just, that was fun. You're playing against some Iowa guys, you know, playing Drake, you know, I don't, I don't I, they didn't really recruit me too hard, you know, that new staff. So I was like, this is kind of really my chance to like prove, prove I should have been here or something like that. And, and uh, we played them really tough as well. I think we lost by maybe nine high scoring game. Um, didn't have Joe that game, didn't have one of our best players. So definitely proved we, we, we belong. So that was a good experience as well.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. Um, all right. Favorite uh, basketball
2: shoe. Ooh, I'm not like this big shoe head. I did D Rose shoes were, were my favorites in high school. I wore roses or Lillard's pretty much all the time. Um, never had any ankle problems or anything like that. So I, I died on the hill of that. Now at college we're a Nike team. Um, yeah. I'm re- I'm going to go with KD's as my favorite Nike shoe. Um, I've had pretty good luck with those. Had some good games in the KD's, and I'm pretty uh, a yeah. super, superstitious person. So, We'll give that some credit as well.
1: Good. No, I like it. Um, so who's your all-time starting five then?
2: All-time starting five. We're talking best five basketball players ever i putting on a court.
1: I'm starting five. You can figure out how, how you're going to make this work.
2: Shaquille O'Neal. And they're all in their prime. Shaquille O'Neal starting at center.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I can say that one just pretty comfortably. Um, I got Magic Johnson at point guard. It's uh, t- We'll put LeBron and and Jordan on the court, um. So that leaves one spot left. Mm, 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 mm. Got a guy to kind of go with a wing forward guy. Don't want to say. I don't want to say Larry Bird, but I'm leaning there right now for lineup wise. I think I'll go. I'll go Larry Legend. He can share the rock a little bit better than the other guys on the head. So that that'll be the starting five.
0: That
1: feels, uh, Adam. That's that kind of feels like the go to five lately, hasn't it? Yeah. Or a uh-huh. little change sometimes. <laughs> At least close. It's close. I mean, yep. obviously, MJ and LeBron, we get that. But then um, Magic has made its way on there a lot.
2: Yep. And Shaq, the
1: most dominant. It's always the four. It's always Jack, the four.
2: Shaq's prime's got to stay as a center. I mean, if we're talking careers, you can put Kareem up there and you can get in the game. But we're going every with their prime. You got to go there. Yeah.
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. So you versus Austin, one-on-one. Make it, take it. Austin gets the ball first, going to 10 what's uh what's the score end up
2: I'm getting a stop and then it's 10 nothing you, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, oh, yeah. you know I'll say this uh, Austin has closed the gap over the last four or five years like it used to be this big gap where I could pretty much do what I wanted I could win what I wanted now it's like I have to you know I got to lace the shoes up tie them tight and actually play and make sure I'm going to win um as the older brother you know I I don't I don't believe I'm ever going to pass the torch over, but eventually what I hear is the torch gets passed at some point. And when you give it to the younger brother, it doesn't come back to you as the older brother. So I'm trying to make yeah. sure I hold on to it as tight as I can. I'll say that he gets a few buckets, maybe three, maybe four, but I'm winning comfortably.
1: Okay. I like it. A little, yep. got a little crafty. He got it. You got some, you got some tricks up the sleeve too. Absolutely. So he's not ready for that. Yeah. He needs to get a couple of college games in his belt <laughs> first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's the greatest baseball player of all time?
2: Hmm. See, that's one people don't talk about it as much. No. Nope. If 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 somebody say who's the best baseball player ever, a lot of people are gonna just say Babe Ruth. Perfectly fine. That perfectly fine that answer. Big Tony Gwynn fan. Uh, okay. him at the plate. I mean, that's his hands. Yeah. I, I don't like remember watching play, but videos I see now, it's like wow. People are intentionally walking Barry Bonds with the bases loaded, so, I mean, it has to mean something. Um, I, I mean, I'm I'm probably with the base load going to pitch to him anyway, but he must have been that good. Um, I think my answer, if I'm picking between – I'm probably just going to say Barry Bonds is the best hitter of all time, okay. and I'd probably leave that bad.
0: Okay.
1: Um, um, where is, where's Ichiru fall? I mean, you mentioned him <laughs> earlier. I mean, I, uh,
2: yeah, hey, he's, he's he's all, he'll be a first battle all fair for sure. Uh, probably he was nasty. Probably the best, best player ever from you know Asia. So like he's for now. he's definitely got props in my mind. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, you know, baseball is one where team success they don't they don't say it counts, but it kind of like plays in your mind. And he's just wasn't a part of any of those super good teams. Yeah. I think it hurts right. him a little bit. That's
1: true. What if uh, what if Griffey doesn't get hurt?
2: Oh, if Griffey he no, if Griffey doesn't get hurt, that's I'll that's the one I'll die on for sure. Yes, he would have been the best one. ever. No hesitation okay. with that at all. Yeah. I almost mentioned him. Even with him getting hurt, I almost he almost got mentioned. So, yeah, yeah. if he doesn't get hurt, it was it's gonna be him for sure.
1: So, who's the greatest twin then?
2: See, I'm a twins fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh greatest twin ever. I mean, you have to go with the hometown kid, right? Joe Mauer. You can't really go anywhere other than that. Maybe you go Kirby Puckett, but I watched Joe play. I think the biggest thing about Joe Mauer is uh, he was who he was for ten plus seasons straight. He never changed who he was. He was the same dude when he got to the league as when he left uh still drives me nuts how many first pitch strikes he took up the middle but he batted 300 <laughs> so he can do what he wants i guess and i know he played first base at the end of his career but in my book best catcher ever good best catcher ever to do it. Wow.
1: there you go that's good yeah um all right so if we give brooks uh 10 shots from the top of the key you know we give him you know two warm-ups maybe and then okay. he's just got to let him go 10 how many is he making
2: he has he has his days I mean he you know how he is we talked about it earlier if a ball is by him he's gonna pick it up and he might not pass it. he might just take the shot like that's just that's in his blood right uh, 10 from the top of the key I, I'm gonna be generous here because i he's still got the stroke uh, I'll, I'll go eight or nine I'm not gonna oh, give him wow. the 10 I'm not gonna give him the right. 10 yeah. is that, he he would answer 11 so
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, you're right about that but so he's still chucking it nice I like
2: no rolls by him he's picking him up and he's taking a shot for sure
0: right well, well,
1: rumor has it he's kind of working his way back into shape a little bit here maybe getting he a step out there and try to run with you guys a little bit.
2: I, I've heard a story Man. the year before I got here that he did lay some up one time for practice. Um, and I heard it wasn't it was a, like that was kind of like the last straw we could do better <laughs> kind of thing. So I hope I don't have to see him do it. I hope yeah. I don't have to see him do it for the state of our team. Uh, but selfishly, so I'd like I'd I, I, I take a couple yeah. of Brooks. Let's see what he can do.
0: If he ever does that, I need the I need the tape for that.
2: Send it my way. <laughs> well, like, believe me, I'll be putting it out there. So
0: <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Two two more. We'll get you out
1: of here. Uh Adam and I get an opportunity to come to Fayette and catch a peacocks game. Where do we where do we grab a bite to eat in the uh booming metropolis of Fayette?
2: Oh well, I'd love to tell you that it's a hard decision, but this one's pretty easy. There's there's one restaurant and bar in town. Uh two now, two now. They got a new one opening up here. Um, but I'll, I'll stick to the roots. That's done me well the last few years. DT's, Primetime Pizza Pub. I mean, it's got good pizza. I like the wings. Mac and cheese bites as an appetizer. Uh, if you're a Fayette person, I think the unanimous decision would have to be there.
0: Okay. That's,
1: that's How's the enough. pizza? Pizza pretty good then, too, or what? Oh,
2: this is, I'm talking top five pizza I've had. This is good pizza. Um, and I always thought by year four, I'd be pretty sick of it. But it just keeps getting the job done. So I, I give oh, them credit yeah. over there.
1: Nice. all right well you brought it up so uh if it's top five what's what's maybe one or two on this list pizza number, number one
2: number one pizza is is for me Quasquie, in iowa a place called wolfies Danny bacon that's that's if i'm getting my pizza that's where i'm going wow. i know i'm being from Walker. i'm supposed to say casey's pizza but i just nah I'm, wolfies will do the job 10 times out of 10 wolfies all right
1: like See, it. that's a new one we got gotta. We're always looking for pizza places and you'd be surprised actually uh, how many people <laughs> reach out to us asking about pizza when they're traveling the state. So uh, yeah. any any and all, we're, we're welcoming to anybody. And that goes for our listeners, too. If you got a place uh, that we need to know some pizza, let's hear it. So, um, all right, Jake, last one. We'll get you out of here. You kind of touched on it here as we've gone through uh, our conversation. But so uh, what do you think is the best thing about having the opportunity to be an Upper Iowa Peacock?
2: Best thing about being here um, has just been how good the people here are um you're not gonna sell like the town you're not gonna be like you want to come live in Fayette it'll be the best college experience ever that's not how you're gonna do it you can sell the people like and I I firmly believe that um I'm talking from calf workers to to the people working janitor custodial jobs here like it's just good people through and through and like I said earlier like I'm a small town kid so Being here wasn't a big adjustment. I think a lot of people that come here from the bigger cities, that's something they notice. Like, this is just like this small town feel like everybody's so nice. Everybody's saying hi. Everybody's waving. It's just, that's the stuff that just makes me feel good. And I'm glad I get to be a part of it, you know, for for a few more years here.
1: Well, good. Uh, we, we mentioned it, but we're excited to follow your journey here this last year, part one, and see what uh, part, part part two looks like, and uh, <laughs> might have to revisit a little bit, but we appreciate you taking some time. Uh, good luck here with the last couple of weeks, and then uh, I know you guys will get going here before you know it. We wish you guys uh, the best of luck, um, and and you as well, so thanks again.
2: Yeah, I hey, appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, I, I've listened to a couple of your shows. You guys do a great job, and uh just thanks again glad to be on
0: yeah it was uh, it was it was awesome talking to jake awesome to meet you and learn a little bit more about you like i said excited for the season coming up um and uh, we'll hopefully be able to catch either online or in person some peacock games and uh you know watch you watch you and the team do your thing so thank yeah, you for we'll, your time we'll give you a good one
2: thank you